it all started with a draft. If I wouldn't have sat down with my dad on that Sunday morning and looked through the newspaper with him and found that draft, then none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. So it all started with that draft. <laughs> yeah. Mesdames et messieurs, bonjour. I'm Sam, your host for the Expats in Lyon podcast, an English podcast by expats for expats about the beautiful city of lights. Those first walks around the new city can get a bit lonely and filled with wonder. On this show, you will meet your new friends who, just like you, left part of their lives to start a new adventure in the capital of gastronomy. By alternating between interviews and interesting stories about the history, legends and myth of Lyon, I hope to answer most of your questions. Are you ready? Welcome, welcome, welcome fellow Lyonnais to the first ever episode of the Expats in Lyon podcast, the newest podcast in town. We are so excited to finally launch this show. The team has been working very hard for the past couple of months, learning everything about podcasting, recording, editing, and writing stories for you to enjoy. So let's cut to the chase. In this episode, we meet Gabriela, a Mexican-American who grew up in Washington, D.C., fell in love with France at the age of 12, came back at the age of 14 before officially moving to Lyon right after high school at the age of 18. In this episode, she will share her favorite spots in Lyon, some tips for the newcomers, and the sitcom that made her learn French in an easier and much funner way. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, Gabby. How are you? Welcome to... Um the Expats in Lyon podcast. How are you doing? Hi, Sammy. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, thank you. How about you? Good, good. It was a good day. Um, just for our listeners, we're recording on May 1st, so it's uh, it's Labor Day here in France. Oh, yes. And, yeah. Have you done anything interesting for Labor Day? No, I actually, um, I didn't know it was Labor Day. And, <laughs> uh, and I went outside and I, I tried to do some shopping um, but almost all the stores are closed. So, uh, so I was a little confused. <laughs> and then I, uh, and then I, uh, I looked online and I said, why I, I looked up why the places were closed. And apparently today was Labor Day. So yeah, that was interesting to find out. Anyways, um, do you want to start by introducing yourself real quickly, who you are, um, what you do, and most, most importantly, like, what got you to Lyon? How did you get here? Yeah, of course. So, um, so my name is Gabriela, and I am a Mexican American. <laughs> so, I was born and raised in Washington D.C., but uh, my parents are from Mexico. So, every summer I go to Mexico, and I have a bunch of family there, and I spend my summers uh, with family and. Um, I spend time in the family farm. Um, so that's what I do in Mexico and, and in the U.S. That's that's where, you know, I grew up. So I have all my friends and um, that's where I I did all of my early education. Um, and so now I am living in Lyon, France. And I am currently studying uh, business at the Catholic University of Lyon. 
and I'm, I'm loving it. It's a great subject to learn. I'm very interested in, and I truly, uh, truly enjoy it. <laughs> but why Lyon? Why Lyon specifically? Because it's, it's also like a, a program that exists pretty much everywhere. Um, Americans are amazing at business. Um, why Lyon? How, how did you get here? Yes. So that's a really funny story. So it all started, it all started back when I was 12 years old. Um, my mother and my father, uh, they let me take a school trip to Paris uh, okay. on my own. Right. Um, so the first time I went to Paris, I automatically fell in love with the city. Um, it was it was like in the movies. So um, the days were sunny and and it was during the spring. So there was a lot of uh, flowers all over the city and the sun was out and there were many people walking out um, and there was a lot of French music playing mm -hmm. as well on the streets. And all of that just made me fall in love with, with France because it was a country that I never really knew about before when I was um, when I was in the US. Yeah, so, that's interesting. If you can if you can develop on that. So what what did you know about France before going to France? And was it a school trip that I mean you didn't really have a choice? They were organizing a trip to France and just your parents accepted for you to go. But what was your idea of France um, before you got to France? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you know, but us Americans were known for being very, very bad with geography. Mm -hmm. So we think that we are the center of the universe and we only learn about our history. Well, we don't learn only about our history, but we learn very little about other countries. So I... You know, I grew up just knowing about our states and our presidents and all of that. So um, so when there was a school trip that came up that they were going to Europe, I was I was curious. Um, I'm, I'm a very I'm a very curious person. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I don't know, I, I, I really, really wanted to discover a new country other than, than the U.S. and Mexico. So. When I told my parents about the school trip, they were like, definitely, you should definitely go. Um, it'd be a great opportunity to, to discover something new. So, so yeah, so I went for the first time. And I fell in love with Paris and I fell in love with the language. Everybody, everybody was, was talking in, in this language that I found so beautiful. So after that very first trip that lasted just a couple of days, I said, I'm coming back to France <laughs> and I'm going to take uh, a French course, you know, to learn French. So okay. that's, that's where, uh, that's where it all started. So then afterwards in high school, in high school, I took one French class and I loved it, but it was so difficult. It was so, so difficult. French really is uh, a language that you really gotta, really got to be invested in. Yeah. And I decided, I said, if I really want to learn this language, I really need to immerse myself um, fully in this language. So I, I need to go to France again. And how am I going to do that? All right. One day I was with my father and 
it was a Sunday morning and he was reading the newspaper and he always reads the local newspaper on Sunday mornings, but I never read the newspaper because it's not something that I, you know, that high school students are really interested in. So that Sunday morning though, I grabbed one of the newspapers and I was just looking through it. And then all of a sudden there was this small ad Mm-hmm. And it was a picture of a giraffe. Yeah, it was it was a picture of a giraffe. <laughs> and so I, I was just reading, and then it said, "Do you want to study abroad as a high school student?" And that caught my attention. I said, "It's possible." Like, what is studying abroad? You know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't even something that I knew about because um, in the American school system, they don't really encourage students to study abroad during high school um so I, how old were you um at that time when you when you read that article i was 13 okay so 13, a year so after you after. went to paris okay exactly exactly so i didn't even know uh studying abroad was existed i didn't know what it was so i was really curious so after i saw that ad i went online and i looked up the organization and so yeah, so I looked at so I looked the organization up online and apparently I could study abroad as a high school student if I just um turned in some forms and paid a fee and that was it. It was simple as that. Yeah. I was super super interested in that and I said this this is amazing, you know? This is like I didn't even know this I could do this. And imagine leaving for a year and imagine going to France and um, and living with a host family and going to a French school and really, really learning French. That's 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 my dream. That's what I always wanted. And it's possible. Yeah, this is um, this is destiny. If, if I wouldn't have seen this little giraffe. Yeah, it, it all started it, with a giraffe. <laughs> it all started with a giraffe. If I wouldn't have sat down with my dad on that Sunday morning and looked through the newspaper with him and found that giraffe, then none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. So it all started with that giraffe. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you just tell us really quickly, um, because I'm not familiar with the studying abroad um, as a high schooler, you know, like I understand coming to university, but how does that work? And most importantly, how did you convince your parents to let you at 13, 14 years old to leave your country and go on your own across the world, across the ocean um, to study and and tell us more about the program and what you did here really quickly? So this was a crazy idea. It was very crazy. And I knew that my parents would uh, never let me, right? It's because I was so young. So mm. I uh, so I thought about ideas of how I could convince them. And I'm, I'm really good at convincing. So, mm-hmm. I, um, so I made a PowerPoint for my parents, a PowerPoint presentation mm. where I wrote uh, all the reasons that all the reasons why I should go. So mm-hmm. I wrote down, I'm going to learn a new language. Yeah. I'm going to discover a new culture. I'm going to be the first of my family, of an immigrant family to go to Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I came up with all of these really positive ideas. 
And I put them all in this presentation. And one evening I told my parents, mom, dad, I want to talk to you about something. I really, really want to do this. I'm super motivated to do this. Um, let me explain why, uh, why you guys should let me go. Yeah. And they, they loved the presentation. They really liked it. And my dad, especially my dad, my dad, he, he said, Gabriella, like this is, this is something, this is something that will change your life and that mm -hmm. will open so many doors for you and opportunities for you. So I say yes. Wow. But my mom on the other side, my mom, we're best friends, you know, mother yeah. and daughter. And I'm the baby of the family, the only daughter. And my mom said, no way. You're 13, <laughs> Gabriella. <laughs> You're 13. How are you going to just like leave for a year? But, you know, what my father says is what yeah. the, deci the, the, the decision is made after my father said yes. So, uh, so yeah, I ended up going and I wasn't scared at all, at wow. all. <laughs> I just, I was just so excited to go and I left with a, with a huge smile on my face and, mm -hmm. and this excitement and this, um, this, you know, I was just looking forward to all the things that were, were, were going, that I was going to discover and benefit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you left for a year. So I left for a year and I stayed with this amazing French family. Um, and the funny thing is that I went on that plane, not knowing with what family I was going to stay with or wow. where exactly I was going to go to France. And you just said you weren't even scared. So that would freak me out personally, <laughs> like going alone to another country and not even knowing with who I'm going to stay. Wow. Okay. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so I didn't know where I was gonna go exactly. I knew that I was gonna be going to France, but I had no idea where. And I didn't know with what family I was gonna stay with. So I just I landed in Paris, and in Paris there was a huge gathering of many other high school students that also decided to study abroad for a year in France. And so I met all these um all these teens my age that also decided to do, do the same thing mm -hmm. and they were all super excited as well and these individuals were so like motivating and and so outgoing and these are people who are like really like real go-getters you know and and I loved that energy so um so I became really close friend friends with many of these other teens and after one day of meeting everyone we all went our own ways yeah and um and i was given a train ticket to a city called borgenbress mm -hmm. and that's where i ended up going so yeah. i ended up taking the train it's like the lottery and, yeah exactly <laughs> so i ended up going to this little uh city called borgenbress and once i got into the train there was a family waiting out outside And that was my host family. And they ended oh. up being the most, and they ended up being the most loving, caring, the best host family ever. And mm -hmm. I, I'm super blessed to have, uh, to have had them as a, a family. And uh, how far, how far from Lyon is Bourg-en-Bresse? 
Yes. Yeah, so Bergenbrest is about an hour away from Lyon. Okay. On, yeah. So it's an hour away from Lyon. And Bergenbrest is a beautiful little city. Um, it was, I mean, high school was a great experience. I I got to experience what it was like to be a, you know, a typical French teen. Um, yeah. And that was, that was really cool. What were you studying in that school? Were you doing the French system as if you were a French student or was it a special school for foreigners where like, how, how did, does that work? That's what I'm most incre- intrigued oh, about. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so this program literally just signs you up in, in, a, in a typical French school well, and you just go as a typical French student and you take, uh, you know, typical French classes. But don't you need like a good enough uh, level in French to be able to do that? Oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You can go, you can study abroad as a high school student without knowing the language at all. And that's, that's the amazing thing about this organization is that they let you do that so that you can you can uh, fully immerse yourself and end up learning the language by the end of, of the year, right? Well, that's awesome. Well, I think that what we need to do is give a huge shout out first uh, to your parents to let you come here and yeah. second to the host <laughs> family because uh, they are amazing, as you just said. Um, so just a small shout out here before we go on. So tell me about Lyon. Now we talked about Paris, we talked about Bourg-en-Bresse, but where, where did Lyon happen? So uh, while I was in Bourg-en-Bresse, one weekend with my uh, high school friends, we all took a trip to Lyon, the mm-hmm. biggest city that was really close. So we took a train to Lyon and I fell in love. <laughs> yeah. I fell in love. I fell in love with Lyon. I think I fell more in love with Lyon than I did um with Paris than I did with Paris the first time I went do you remember the first thing you noticed when you got to Lyon that gave you that feeling like wow Mm -hmm. I want I want to stay here I want to live here or I what made you fall in love with it what's the first thing that really struck you so when I got off the train I got off of uh, Perrache the Mm -hmm. train station that's in the center of the city and once I got out there was really close, really close by, there's this bridge called La Passerelle Saint-Georges. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful red bridge. Yes. And, and once I was on that bridge, I saw an amazing view of that St. George um, church and of all the colorful buildings right next to it. Mm-hmm. And it was just an amazing view, just seeing all that. And then seeing Fauvier, the basilica, yeah, up in the mountains, absolutely beautiful. I don't know. I was just, I was stunned. I was speechless when I, when I saw that view. And so that's where I fell in love with Leon. <laughs> awesome. Wow. That, that's a great story. And that's, you were still 14. That was while you were uh, with the yes. host family. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what happened next? Yeah, so then after that, I went into View Lyon, like every typical t- tourist does. Yes. So the first thing is View Lyon. So while I was walking through View Lyon, I just, I was speechless the whole time because the architecture and the layout, 
everything was was so different from what I've seen before. In the U.S., everything's so modern, and in Mexico, yeah. you know, the architecture is different. But when I walked through Villalón, I just I, I I absolutely loved it. It was so historic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the colors were were absolutely beautiful as well, um, and you know everything about it just made my eyes glitter kind of you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh so i i love that and then what else what else oh and then i also loved i loved seeing everyone sit down right near the rivers the two root rivers yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and i loved the ambience you know like the I loved how everyone was was so happy with with their friends and their families just sitting down and, and uh, eating ice cream and enjoying the sun and and it was just um it was just something that I I, I really I really liked to see. Um, I I agree with you on one thing is that 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 in the French lifestyle I saw that. Or I learned that it doesn't take much to be happy. You don't need fancy stuff. You don't need to spend money. You don't need to go to specific places. All you need is a knife, some cheese, a bottle of wine, and friends. That's all. And then you can sit anywhere. It's not even important. And you have so many spots. And that little thing really made me fall in love, Just not just with Lyon, but with the French culture of anyone can just have fun. And, and they're just, as you said, they're enjoying the company more than anything else. And it's just so easy. It's so easy to have fun. You know, it's, it doesn't take much to enjoy yourself um, in, in these cities. And I think it's a European thing, but I felt it most here. Um, awesome. So you spend the day in Lyon. Uh, you go back to Bourg-en-Bresse at the end, I, I suppose. Um, then what happens? How how did you move officially to Lyon? Yeah, so after my year in Bergenbrest, I, I left. I went back to the U.S. And then back in the U.S., I finished high school. And I said, I'm not going to study here in the U.S. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm going back to Lyon. Because like like I said, I, I really, really fell in love with Lyon. So I um, I was accepted to the Catholic University. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I had to go through this really long process. So the process for a foreign student to do their studies in France is not not an easy one. Okay. It requires a lot of many, many, many papers, many, many mm-hmm. documents. Um, you also have to do many tests. Um, So you have to know French. You have to have a high level of French to be given a visa to enter okay. France as a student. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I had to do that. And then also on top of that, you also have to look for, for accommodation um, from a distance. So looking for accommodation when I was in the U.S. and I didn't really know a lot of Lyon, mm-hmm. that was really, really difficult. And um, So there's a bunch of things that you really have to pay attention to. And um, it takes a long time, but at the end, it's all really, really worth it. 
So yeah, after going through all the process with Campus France, Campus France is the platform that you have to sign up yeah. um, as a foreigner. So after I got accepted, I came to Lyon mm-hmm. and I... So how, how old were you now? Like how old were you when you, when you came here? So when I came to Lyon, I was 18. So okay. I was, yeah. I was 18 and I was super excited because I was at the legal age. So mm-hmm. um, so everything was just magnificent. So and was I, <laughs> did you did you get that magical spark like the first time you did, or this time you got back and you're like, oh, I remember it differently. Was there any disappointment, or you just got back and you were as impressed as when you were 14? I, when I landed in Lyon the second time as a student, now knowing that I was going to stay here for, for, for a while, I alone, was more independent. alone, exactly. And more independently, exactly. I, um, I was just, I was so excited because <laughs> I just remember landing Leon and, and, and seeing that magnificent view again for the yeah. second time. It was absolutely beautiful. So that's the first spot where you went to coming out of the airport yes, or whatever. Yes. You went straight to of, No, no, come, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, came out of, uh, I came out of the airport and then I took the train, got out of Parash again, and I had rented a hotel in View Leon. Okay. So to get to that to get to um, to get to my hotel, I had to pass by the same bridge, mm. and I remember um, taking my my uh, my luggage across the bridge and just standing there for yeah. a good a good ten minutes, just <laughs> looking at the view and saying, "Wow, I'm gonna stay here for mm. a very long time," and I was I was so happy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then my first day of, of classes came along and I remember being so excited and seeing so many other people and, um, and I started talking to my classmates. I started saying, Hey, like I'm, I'm Gabrielle, like, where are you from? What's your name? And I automatically, um, I automatically met people mm-hmm. and already had a, a group of, of friends, uh, by the end of the first day. At the end of the first day of classes, we all went out, and as the French do, we all went to a bar. Yeah, and you know, we grabbed a we grabbed a, a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Some other people got had beers, and I don't know. I just remember as well, just being so. I remember really, really liking, like you said, that environment, that mm-hmm. vibe of the French or or the European lifestyle, Mm -hmm. how everybody was out enjoying drinks with their friends. And, and I found that really cool Um, because in the U S that's not really the culture with alcohol in the U S the alcoholic culture is very different. um, And I'm not a big fan. People tend to lose control and, and, uh, I don't know. It's not. It's not my my cup of tea. <laughs> like I feel like here, it's it's genuinely part of the culture, and that they're exactly. forced. And um, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so you went. You probably did your first apéro with your classmates. 
And I love that. I love the experience. I love the the whole concept of l'aperitif. And yeah, I just I just knew that that the year was going to be great. Like you see, uh, one of the interesting things I learned here is um, the difference between a happy hour in in the States and the aperitif here is that the aperitif is to celebrate the beginning of the evening and that in the States you celebrate the end of the workday. No, exactly. You, you got it all right. That's mm. that's what I loved about uh, the mentality here in France compared to that uh, of the the U.S. That's great. Um, so tell me, how were the first um, months so after that? How was settling in? What, uh, for example, tell me what you wish you knew before you came about living um, in Lyon. Um, just tell me how, how these first couple of months were. So the first couple of months were were honestly so great. I was, um, you know, living in this new city by myself, uh, learning the language, meeting tons of people. Uh, it was so exciting. It was, and it still is. And that's the amazing part of Leon is, it's, that's the amazing thing of Leon is that I feel like every day is still exciting. Um, so, The first place where I lived um, was an area that was just five minutes away from from my campus. Okay. Um, so that was that was great, but it was an area that I didn't really know that mm-hmm. I didn't really know. So I encourage everyone, I guess, um, if if they're in the process of choosing uh, where to live in Lyon, to try to visit before or ask someone who knows Lyon. Um, about the different uh, na- the different neighborhoods because yeah. that's really really important. I feel like where you live will affect how you feel. Um, it's so so the the first time the first place where I was living, I felt the first place where I lived was great, but it wasn't where I wanted to be after discovering different neighborhoods in Lyon. Okay. Where did exactly. you want to be? I wanted to be in um, in the Presqu'île, so in the center. Okay. The center was the place where... Any particular I, reason? Um, like I said, I, I love I love being around people. Yeah. And the Presqu'île is the place where everyone goes out in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love seeing everyone out and about and happy and yeah and social so did you feel homesick at all at any point did you doubt or regret i mean did you regret your choice or um, or everything was just on a high and still is no it still is it really is <laughs> i i, I how long, I, how long I, have you been here <laughs> I've been here for almost two years now. Wow. And I am not That's homesick awesome. at all. That's awesome. I'm not homesick, yeah. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm telling you, like, Lyon is the most amazing city uh, in France. Uh, it is, it's such a lovely city, city to live in. Mm-hmm. Right now, I am living, like I say, the, the French life. Just because right now I am living in the the premier arrondissement, mm-hmm. which is the Presqu'île, the center, and every morning I wake up so excited 
to go out. Um, I take my bike and I, I take my, I take my bike to classes and I pass by the river and I pass by bakeries and I get a smell of fresh croissants baking and, and I don't know. It's just, it's great. I get it. Um, it's, it's, it's nice yeah, that yeah. it's, um, I mean, the vision we have of France is actually what it is. It's not, it, it's not a yeah. stereotype. It's not, um, it, it's not dramatized or, or exaggerated. And, and I know exactly what you mean. Every time I walk into a bakery and I see the baker and I see like, it's just so genuine. It's not about marketing. It's not about making the most money. It's about making the best bread. And they have like 16 types of bread. And, and the, the best part for me is that most probably every single bread has its own history and it comes from like centuries and centuries ago. And this is like the sixth generation baker and that the, the first generation was the official baker of the King of France. You know, like there's always a story. There's nothing just there to for marketing purposes or just there to create a, a hype or a culture around it. It's not an artificial culture because they don't need it. It's so rich historically that it's it's just so beautiful and and it's it's crazy so i understand what you say like the bike the river it's everything we see in the movies but we're actually living it and and that's just for me it's it's happiness this is what happiness is exactly no i i completely agree so before in the us everything was every day was mm -hmm. the same thing right and i would when i would buy things i would go to the grocery store and it was always the same thing same thing same thing But when I came to France, I just loved the idea of, of buying things from the grocery store to buying things mm. local. And, and this idea, this idea of going local is something that I, I love. And I truly feel like people should do it as well when they come to France, is don't don't walk to don't walk to your local care for or Um, or to your local Franprix or, or any of those grocery stores, like really go and find a, a marché, like a, a local marché, go in the morning, wake up early um, and, and find that local marché. And I just, I feel like I've become so like much more appreciative and like my perspective has like really changed. Um, and now I've just, I've learned to slow down and, and breathe more and, and just really take in all these little details, you know? The, the oh. human interaction is just so much more important. In the marché, you buy directly from the guy who works, in, in, like, who works on the field to, to, to plant the fruits um, and all that. And, and, and again, if you want to buy cheese, You go to the fromager and you buy cheese and the guy knows everything about fromage. Like there is no one better. And you know that because you go out with something he recommended. Mm -hmm. But when you go to the supermarket, you just whatever you saw on TV, because it's all about marketing or whatever you saw on um, or whatever, you know. But there you go in and the guy tells you exactly what you need because he knows better than you about fromage. And you come out of there knowing more about it about where it came from, um, about what to pair it with. 
because they ask you like a bunch of questions. It's not like the subway mm -hmm. style questions. It's more like, what are you having? What type of wine? Who are you going to be with? At the end, he knows your entire life just to give you the right cheese. And I find that so beautiful, the attention to detail and the attention to quality. And as you said, every, every neighborhood or every street has its own fromager, has its own caviste for wine. It has its own um, butcher for meat. And you just buy directly from the person working in that. When you go to the supermarket, you lose that human interaction. You can't even ask questions anymore. You don't see anyone around. You just pick your fruits, pick your meat, go back home. And that's something that's still extremely strong here. And it's one of the things that I liked most and that were the most eye-opening. Exactly. No, I think that's also a point that that's why I've fallen so in love with um, with France is is that you know that every day I, I look forward to all these uh, all these little things and 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 buying local and getting real human interaction. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, awesome. Um, okay, so you answered. I, I think it's safe to say that your favorite spot in Lyon is the Saint Georges Bridge. Mm -hmm. um, you answered the question about what you like most about Lyon. Now, do you have any tips and tricks, for example, for learning French faster? Because you mentioned it so much and it was kind of crucial. It's one of the things that got you here in the first place, besides that giraffe. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any tips for, um, for someone who doesn't speak French to, to learn faster? So learning French... Uh, is an ongoing process without an end date. <laughs> so I, I've been learning French for for more than two years now, right? And it's a beautiful it language, is. but it is really it is. hard. And if you have the passion for it, if you have the motivation for it, you will you will learn it in in, in time. You will learn it with time, and some. Some things that have really helped me is that try to make uh, French friendships, yeah. right? So during the first year, I stuck with international friends, and that was great. It was it was awesome meeting all these new people, but I would always speak in English, and that's something that really I felt like I felt that it. I felt that that didn't help me uh, progress. Like it set you in my back French. in your French uh, because you were exactly. you were dropping into your comfort zone and not pushing yourself because you didn't have to. And so, when you exactly. French people, you kind of force yourself to go that extra mile and make an effort to learn. And I agree with you. This is the best way to learn. Now this year, I'm I'm um, I'm fully integrated with with French students. And this year, my French has really, really improved. Just being with all these, um, all these other French students as well, just has helped me a lot in, you know, talking French twenty-four-seven, and uh, and yeah, so that's really helpful. Um, I also recommend trying to watch movies and, and series uh, in French. So before, I would also. Uh, not change the language settings uh and i would always watch everything in english but this year i really focus like i'm really focusing on watching actual french movies actual french series 
where I can really listen to, you know, uh, words that the French use. Do you put subtitles in English or do you put subtitles in French? No, no, everything's in French. That's not a bad bad technique. I I learned English that way when I was like five years old. Uh, It just, you just catch it by listening to it. And what I really like is you catch the informal way of speaking, the, the slang, because in movies, they don't speak like in the books. You read a book and you start speaking like the book. It's too literary. It's, it's not, it doesn't yeah. work. Do you have any movies, specific movies that marked you that you'd recommend for someone who's getting into that learning process? I know I have one, but I want to I wanna hear your answer first. Really? All right. So this is funny, but my favorite uh, French series is actually a series that's not known at all. And... It's it was it was it's a series created by Discovery okay. Channel, and it was created back in early two thousands, mm-hmm. I think. So my, I remember that my French teacher in middle school she made us uh, watch these episodes, and it's for people that are learning French, right? So it's like a it's a beginning uh, it's a beginning it's for or it's it's for beginners, and it's called Extra French. And you can find these episodes on YouTube. Okay. Just put extra French. Awesome. And it's so funny. It's it's a French sitcom for French learners. And it's so, so funny. It's easy to understand. And it really, really helps you uh, talk. Or it really helps you improve your French. So uh, that's a series that I recommend to uh, people who are learning French. So extra French. Want to- extra French and you can find it on YouTube. The quality is not the best. Quality is not the bad, but it's really funny and it's one of the best uh French series that I've I've seen. Awesome. That's that's great uh, value. Uh, me I wanted to suggest uh, Le Dîner des Cons, which is one of my favorite uh, French movies, but I mean you need to have a good level of French otherwise you need to have the English subtitles. But I think it's by far my my favorite French movie. Um, so that's a movie I really, really recommend. And it's the one that they, they show you in, in French schools uh, all the time. Um, awesome. So, okay, so last, last question, our signature question. Fill in the blank to this sentence. Lyon, to me, is blank. Leon to me is magical. Wow. Truly magical. It's a city that has so much charm, so much history, so much love, so much authenticity. It really is a unique city. Uh it's uncomparable. And and I have so 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 much love for the city. Um I also wanted to share one tip. Yeah, one last of course. Tip. When you're in Lyon, or if you if, if you think about coming to Lyon and moving here, every day try to go out and and just get lost in the streets. That's something that I've been doing since I got here. And I literally every and literally every day I go out, I find new things, and these little things. These little new places, they just make me so happy. They bring me so much joy just because I'm not kidding. Like, Leon is is truly charming. It's so magical. 
And, uh, and yeah, like the other day I was, um, I decided I wanted to discover this new uh, road up my neighborhood. And I walked, I walked up and I stumbled upon this absolutely stunning view of Leon. So I, I only walked, I only walked five minutes away from where I live. And I found this new place, this absolutely new place with an amazing view looking all over the city. Um, I could see the Eiffel Tower of Lyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what it's called, but what is it called? uh... Just everyone got it. Everyone got it. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah. It's the first thing you notice. (laughs) Yeah. You can see Fouvier, the Eiffel Tower of Lyon all the buildings, the river, and it was the most magnificent view ever. And I just, I, I stood there and I, I literally looked at the view for 20 minutes straight, not kidding. And I said, wow, this place was five minutes away from where I live. And I didn't even know. I know. Like imagine all the other places that I don't know about. There's still many, many other places that I'm sure are out there and I still don't know. But that's why it's so important to go out almost like it's so important to go out and explore and get lost and just keep your eyes open and and really have that mode or really have that desire to 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 just explore. Exactly. I totally agree with you. And um, one time I was coming back from um, a, a place near Jean Massé. And I decided to really, as you said, voluntarily get lost. And I started going to these streets that looked a bit scary before you went into them. And I discovered six or seven restaurants and bars. Like there is something hidden behind every street, no matter how boring it sounds before you walk towards it or into it. And you would walk into the street where there's absolutely nothing. And then out of nowhere, there's like this restaurant who happens to be the best restaurant in Lyon or the best Italian restaurant, like, why is it here? Like, it doesn't make sense. Because where I used to live in Montreal, like, you know where to go when you want to have lunch, you know where to go where you want to have a party. It's one of two or three streets. If you get lost, you just get lost and it gets very boring for a very long time. But here, you discover so many things just by going one street or the other, and there's something in every single street. And that's another beautiful thing from you. So thank you very, very much for sharing all these things. Is there anything you want to tell the listeners? Do you want to promote something or do you want them to follow you or do you have any projects coming up or you just wrap it up? Yeah, so I mean, thank you so much for inviting me to to your podcast. This is a great um, experience. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy to be able to share my experience and um and tell people and and talk about the magical city of leon like i said mm-hmm. um and no i mean right now i'm just i'm a student but i i do have a youtube channel um okay. i don't always post uh just because it's you know it takes a long time and classes and everything are kind of uh, long but um if you guys want to also see some videos about what my life like here is in, in Lyon and, and how what my travels are, are like, 
And you can definitely follow me on YouTube at uh, Gabriella Magalanis. <laughs> okay, I'll put it. I'll put it in the description um, so they they can find you. Uh, it's a great YouTube channel. Uh, I'm subscribed to it myself. Uh, thank you so much for accepting to to do this, and thank you so so much for adding so much value to to the newcomers to Lyon, um, or even to some of them who are here. I mean, I'm. I'm going to St. George's Bridge tomorrow. I mean, now I, I'm really intrigued to see what you saw that first day. And uh, so thank you very much. Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love it if you could give us feedback by using the Google form that you can find in the show notes. Tell us what you like, what we can improve on, and most importantly, what you would like to learn about in the following episodes. You can find us on Instagram at Expats in Lyon Podcast, where you can stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the topics they cover. And now, in the famous words of Napoleon, Lyonnais, je vous aime. Until next time.